What is good? All of our listeners, welcome to another episode of Games and Groceries. My name is Adam. And I'm here. And I'm back playing Red Dead Redemption 2. I don't know why I did that to myself. Ah. It, it's just it's just a long game, but good thing we're talking about the case for long games today, mm-hmm. which is super awesome. But yeah, this past week, uh, I had a day off from work and I, I was going through my games list and, you know, looking for my backlog and saying to myself, like, what game do I want to play today? And I wanted to play Red Dead Redemption 2 into Red Dead Redemption, but there was so much of a gap that I wanted to play it again. So I booted it up thinking like, oh, yeah, I'll just play a little bit today. And it was not a little bit. It was all day. All day. But it's good, though. Um, the more I think about Red Dead, blah, 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 Red Dead Redemption 2, uh, the more I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm leaning towards that being my 2018 game of the year. Because that, that's the game I spent the most time with and uh, had the most fun with, in my personal opinion. I still love God of War. But man, I love Red Dead Redemption 2. That's okay. They got enough words for 2018. That is true, they actually. They like dominated. They did. <laughs> uh, but Liz. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Yeah. I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. About? Long Island Retro. Whoa. We're going to Long Island Retro. We're actually recording this on Friday. We usually record this on Saturdays or Sundays, but because we're going to be away the whole weekend to Long Island Retro. We're just uh, 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 recording this. That's the word. Uh, recording this early. I have a monster. I he has a monster. <laughs> It'll get better, hopefully. It's, yeah, it was also <laughs> VBS week at the church. So uh, we had an all-nighter last weekend. And after that all-nighter, it was VBS week. And now I'm trying to maintain energy to be away for Long Island Retro all this weekend. So Maybe we'll catch cheers. up on sleep on Monday. That's a possibility. Hopefully. Yeah, but we're really excited about that. Uh, we're going to be talking about that probably uh, next week's show, or you'll probably just uh, see Instagram posts or whatnot about Long Island Retro. So mm-hmm. it's uh, it's really good. In fact, just a little bit of announcement. We're going to have a guest, two guests next weekend. But before we get to that, you have to wait to the end of the show to find out who the guests are for next week's show. <laughs> but before we start... Our first segment for the show, let's just go through about all of our social media pages. First off, our Twitter, our official Twitter, at Gaming Groceries. Follow us there to find out all the updates. I tweet a lot from the Games and Groceries uh, Twitter account. So Yes, if, he does. I do a lot. He even thinks it probably should be on his personal one. Yeah, because I get <laughs> mistaken. But, he does. Yeah. Uh, but follow us uh, at Gaming Groceries on Twitter, or you can follow us individually. I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually, be friends with us there, interact with us. It's awesome. Also, follow us on Instagram, Games and Groceries, all one word, where you can find out gaming memes and updates about the show and uh, probably some pictures from Long Island Retro. So uh, definitely give that a follow. As well as, well, by the time we listen to this, Long Island Retro is over. Oh, well. But our yeah. website, uh, gamesandgroceries.com, where you can listen to all of the episodes as well as find out uh, where you can listen to the audio version of the episodes from the website as well as some articles that I write. And if you're watching us on YouTube, definitely consider subscribing to the channel and clicking on the notification bell so that you know when all of our episodes come out the day of. And then you're well informed of when the shows come out the day of. Isn't that nice? Also, if you enjoyed this episode, give us a like. If you enjoyed the full episode, give it a like. Share with your friends uh, and comment down below. Also, uh, if you're listening to us on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, where you can leave uh, feedback, reviews, whatever, uh, definitely give us your honest star ratings as well as an honest review. And if you would like to read the review, if you would like me to read your review on the podcast, definitely give me an email. Contact at gamesandgroceries.com where I will say, hey, uh, do you want me to read your review on the podcast? You'll be like, yeah, do it in your Kevin impression from the office. I'm still you really want someone to dare you to do that. I, I mean, if it means reading a review, totally. But <laughs> that's the only voice I can do. Uh, but yeah, give me an email if you would like me to read your review on the podcast. So without further ado, I think that's enough jargon. Let's just jump into the podcast with our first segment. Movie Minutes. Movie Minutes is a segment where we talk about the movies that we watched in the past week, whether it be on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or in theaters, and we like to tell you if we recommend it or we don't recommend it. And this week's movie is actually a Netflix original starring Adam Sandler 
and Jennifer Addison called Murder Mystery. So, let's talk about it. What do you think? What's it about? Opening thoughts. I enjoyed it. Yeah? Um, there were some parts where I just um, disagreed. Disagreed? Yeah, I take certain... When, when movies portray certain marriages a certain oh, okay. way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree with that. But other than that aspect, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was funny. Yeah, you said disagree as if it's like, um, oops, as if it had like points to say about it. No, I just I disagreed with their portrayal mm-hmm. of a married couple. Yeah, so uh, Murder Mystery is just about uh, this couple. Adam Sandler plays a sergeant in the New York Police Department. He's trying to become a detective. Jennifer Aniston is married to him. Uh, she is a hairdresser. And their their marriage is kind of uh, in an unromantic state where uh, they're, they're trying to keep the, the flame going. So they plan this trip to Europe, and on that uh, plane trip to Europe, they, they meet this rich guy who then uh, takes him to this yacht, and then uh, the person who owns the yacht is killed, and that's where the title comes in, Murder Mystery, because Adam Sandler is trying to be a detective, yada yada. Um, yeah, so I think you enjoyed it more than I did, but we'll get to our uh, ratings yeah. afterwards. But I want to start off with my first note, that the movie starts off pretty generic well yeah it's the most it's the easiest way to get to know the characters well it's just this it's it's been a story that's been done so many times um in in that way it's a it's a working class husband uh who is a hard worker but it's not romantic enough and his wife is uh dissatisfied with the marriage and tries to um and tries to like guilt him into planning this europe trip like you promised me a trip to europe that that story's been done and told you know yeah and i expect more from yeah. netflix adam sandler jennifer aniston I, I expect a little bit more and it was just a little too generic yeah you know uh, you don't agree but i mean it's not that i don't agree like <laughs> I, oh I, no <laughs> yikes we need to get different coasters mm-hmm. down here um but I don't, it's not that I disagree that it's generic. Like, yes, it's a very plain and simple right. idea. But you have to remember how many movies has Adam Sandler released in his lifetime? Uh, a I, lot. I really want to know the actual the number. number. Probably a lot. But yeah. saying that, it's one, he can pretty much do whatever he wants now. So get over yeah, it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he gets to do whatever he wants. But on top of that, it's like, you know, it's one of the, it's a Netflix original. Yeah. So it's kind of like one of those things where he's like, eh, this will be fun. Mm-hmm. So for the type of movie that it is, I don't think it's that bad. And even though it's a standard plot line. Yeah. It's st- I still think it was really good. It's a very safe plot line oh yeah and what i mean by that it's easy it wasn't hard for them to get in character it wasn't hard to rehearse or practice or anything like that right uh and what i mean by it's safe and like like you said you kind of disagreed with the plot it's safe in the way that oh the husband's a bum and he's trying to work hard in his life but the and and then portrays the wife as you know um high maintenance and demanding a lot it's a very safe, like, oh, you know those women, huh, in marriage? Yeah, oh, you know those, those men. It's one of those jokes that probably our parents' generation would agree with more. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the roles they Which Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston are. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah from that generation. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So that, that's what I mean. It kind of starts off generic and it has like a generic kind of storyline. And my second note is that it takes a while for it to pick up. Mm-hmm. And then once it does pick up, it, it becomes almost cartoonish in a way. Yeah, in a way. With the, with the way things happen, it's, it is a little. It's, you say it. it's, a, it's a little cartoonish. The, the script is not solid and it, and it kind of flies forward. It, now, keep in mind, this is an hour and a half film. And uh, I'm not trying to say that I'm trying to take this movie seriously in any way. I don't think this movie is meant to be uh, groundbreaking or Academy Award winning. I don't think it's any kind of sense. So I'm trying not to take it too seriously. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it doesn't really respect the audience watching. It it just becomes uh, all the characters are cartoon like and uh, it just pushes the narrative forward. But in a very awkward and convenient way. It's corny. Yeah. Also, something that came to mind with the way we're talking about this is that um, I'm an Adam Sandler fangirl. And I'm a movie watcher. 
Um, so I automatically love almost anything he does, except for Pixels. I refuse to see that. Yeah. Don't judge. Mm-hmm. But I love Adam Sandler. I was raised on all his movies, so you have to keep that in mind when I'm talking about this movie because it's Adam Sandler. Also, yeah. Jennifer Aniston's wife is very similar to me. Or yeah. Jennifer Aniston as the wife. Yeah. Um. She she keeps like. Well, why don't you explain her character? I want to bring up um. I want to bring up a so, thing real quick. So the wife character, of course, her husband is a cop, but mm-hmm. she reads a lot of books. She reads a lot of the murder books and things like that. Yeah. So when this happens, she's like fangirling over a murder and she's like, well, what should we do? We can do this and we can think. And she's like trying to come up with like and she's saying, saying stuff. And um, they were laying in bed trying to figure out who killed the owner of the yacht and the um, husband was like, it was his wife. Mm-hmm. That's how it is. That's yeah. how it works. And he's like, in this percent of murder cases, it's the spouse. And she's, yeah. like, she's like, but that's what they want you to think. And yeah. like, she's trying to come up with her own things. And, and she's getting distracted with wallpaper, too. Yeah. And, she, and when they go in, she's like, this is a beautiful wallpaper. It's just the funniest. She reacts to everything. And I absolutely love it. So uh, I think you really related well to Jennifer Aniston, because uh, if you don't know on the channel, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, I will try to remember to put a uh, info link right here. Uh, Yeah. Write down the time code, please. Uh, So (laughs) but yeah, so right now Liz is playing Detroit Become Human, which uh, in, in one of the characters, Connor, he is a detective. Right. And so one of our viewers, uh, one up tempo, what's up, man? Uh, one up tempo. He actually makes a point. If you watch Liz's episode in this, uh, one up tempo makes a good point. He says, I definitely LOL'd when there was an active hostage situation outside. And meanwhile, Liz says, we have to get 100% guys. We got to do this. Ooh, let's see what they had cooking. <laughs> suspension of disbelief is real here. Um, do you remember what they were cooking in Detroit Become Human? Um, was it pasta? I feel like it might have been pasta. It was probably pasta, but you were distracted, and that's how you relate well to this. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, closing remarks here. Um, in my opinion, the ending, it could not come to a clean ending either. It kept, like, landing and taking back off and landing and taking back off. And not in, like, a twist kind of way, but just it didn't feel like it could come to a clean landing. And the ending was, again, very generic. It's been done before. like, And, and even the mm-hmm. ending twist, I was like, oh, man, didn't see that one coming. I see. I agree that it ended and then restarted, but only once. Like, it ended and then it's like, oh, wait, we got one more. Yeah. But other than that, you have to, if you think about this in a way of, like, if you were at an actual murder mystery dinner watching, mm-hmm. they seem, it's it, that's how it's that corny way where it's not corny. It's like, oh, what a corny movie. It's like the actor's are told to act extra. Yeah. You know, like it was, it was meant to be so extra. And I think that's why I like it. So me and you, this is one of the first times where we yeah. kind of disagree with the ratings. Yeah. Our ratings are pretty far different. Why don't you explain yours first? Mm-hmm. Like what you get out of 10? I gave it a seven out of 10 mm-hmm. because it was funny. I really enjoyed it. I would watch it again with a friend or someone like I wouldn't sit and watch it by myself, but I would watch it again. The only yeah. reason I took points off was because of the portray- portrayal of marriage. Yeah. Um, we're just very we have very strong beliefs when it comes to portrayal of marriage. And that's that's the only thing that it, got it just bothered you off. a lot. Yeah. It just if, bothered it, if it me. got marriage right, would you give it a nine out of ten? I would maybe give it an eight or a nine. Yeah. Yeah. I just I, I enjoyed the comedy mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> There were some times where it made me laugh. Now, I gave it a four or five. Mm-hmm. And because she gave it a seven, I went up to five, really. Uh, but originally, I gave it a four just because it was just very average and just it was very vanilla. It was very safe. And and I know you said that it's Adam Sandler. He can do whatever he wants. And I'm not trying to say that. Yeah, you're you're not looking at it as a fan of Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston because you love Jennifer Aniston. I do. But you're looking at it more as a movie critic, as in right. as someone analyzing the quality. Yeah, someone who likes movies a lot. I'm not a movie critic in any sort of fashion. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it, it just felt very safe to me, and it was just like your hour and a half average Netflix film with uh, Adam Sandler. There's no, there's no mm-hmm. really, um, there, it's nothing really to write home about. And, and to me, like it, it was just it wasn't a wasted moment of time, but it wasn't something I would like tell my friends about either. 
So that's why I kind of gave it a five. That average. It's it was just a it was just a movie on Netflix with Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. That's that's really all I can say about the movie. Yeah. Um, so for the first time, I recommend it, but you don't. Yeah, I, I don't recommend it, but you do. I recommend it. So if you so en- go off the personalities, right? Yeah. If you're like Adam, don't watch it. If you're like me, watch it. If you're a positive person, watch it. If you're a negative person, <laughs> don't watch it. That's so. True. Uh, but yeah, that does it. Again, the movie is called Murder Mystery. It's a Netflix original star- starring Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston. Uh, you know, it's an hour and a half. I don't think it will waste your time. It's one of those things that we, we watched it in an evening and, you know, no big bummer. So yeah. I absolutely loved the very, very end. Yes. That was hilarious. Just putting that out. Look out for it. So uh, definitely check that movie out if you're interested. So uh with all that said and done oh one last thing if you want us to uh review any movies on netflix hulu amazon prime that are included uh just uh tweet at us or comment down below if you would like us to review one of the movies that you've seen or you want to see and you just want to see our opinions about it just uh comment it and we'll let you know if we can review it we're not going to do movies uh, minutes next week to give more time to our guests but yeah just let us know with that said let's move on to our second segment top three gaming news the top three gaming news is the game news that we saw in the past weekend we like to rank it three two one just to keep it condensed and organized for you who don't keep up with the gaming news uh and just to find out what's happening in the gaming world through these top three gaming news ba ba boom all right let's get into it uh let's start off with our number three gaming news and that's about halo infinite and for those who don't want to generally just uh, move up to the next generation, you want to keep your Xboxes and uh, you still want to play Halo Infinite. Well, we have some confirmation from Frank O'Connor, who is the uh, Halo director. He's the franchise director. And he confirms that the Xbox One version, right? The Xbox One version will still just look incredible on your Xbox One. So going off of that, just making sure my computer's muted because <laughs> anytime ads come up on my computer, it's like, hey, shut up. All right. So uh, speaking to, oh, man, Black Mist uh, 523 which is a YouTuber. There it is on the article. Uh, speaking to Black Mist 523 O'Connor stated that the Scarlet will be the prominent uh, citizen to Halo Infinite, meaning that, yes, it will be built for the next mm-hmm. Xbox, it will be built for Project Scarlet. That is true. However, he also states that, but it will still look incredible on your Xbox One. He promises this, that saying like, listen, it's going to be cross-gen and still going to look great on your Xbox One. So don't worry about that. Uh, any thoughts about that statement? Um, I think it's, one, it's good that they're clarifying that. Yeah. But also good that they're not making any sacrifices. Mm -hmm. Like they're not saying, well, if you want it to run well and look nice, you got to get the new one. They're being like, no, please don't spend $500 just to play play this game. Yeah. You know, so I think that was very kind of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, He also has this to say from the interview. Frank O'Connor says this, the Xbox one is not going to be a second class citizen. Uh, we are building it so it plays and looks fantastic on the Xbox One. Then everything else is plus, plus, plus. We've got a few tricks up our sleeves that we're mm. thinking about, right? So this is actually really, really good news. Like you said, you don't have to go ahead and buy. We don't even know how much yeah, the next I'm Xbox just, is going to cost. I was just throwing a number out there. There's numbers saying that it could be $700, which is mind-blowing that hurts my heart i think it's going to be closer to 500 in my opinion but here's my opinion as i read this article and he's saying listen it's going to look great it'll be fine and yeah i mean anytime it's a cross-gen right like we we went to 360 to xbox one there were still some cross-gen titles and yeah they looked better on xbox one but it still looked fine on a 360 yeah now here's my thought on this here's here's my guess is that Halo Infinite will look great on Xbox One X. It's going to look great on Xbox One X, but the base Xbox One is going to be a bit of a struggle, right? Mm. And the reason why I think about this is because this... I told you before that I'm replaying Red Dead Redemption 2. That's because the first time I played it, it was on my base Xbox One. It was on my base Xbox One. Uh, and I'm talking about the Halo 5 edition, like the, the VCR-looking Xbox One. That thing was huge. Yeah, it was. And now I'm playing it on the Xbox One X, and it looks gorgeous. 
<laughs> I completely forgot that we just got that. Yeah, we just got this past Thanksgiving. We got that yeah. on Black Friday. Yeah. Uh, $70 out of pocket. Boom. We traded in a lot of movies. I did, yeah. Like a lot. So that's the thing, though, is that I'm playing it now on the Xbox One X, and it's just looking phenomenal on the Xbox One X. However, when I played it on the Xbox One, I was still impressed. Uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 still looked pretty good on Red Dead Redemption 2, but I could see it was like kind of jaggedy. The anti-aliasing wasn't uh, that great on the base Xbox One, but now I want to replay it on my Xbox One X, and oh, it looks yeah. so pretty. It looks really, it's, really pretty. There's a notable difference. Yeah, with HDR, 4K. So I think his statement is is definitely true. Like It's still mm-hmm. going to look good. But on your Xbox One X. And I don't think he wants to say that up front because if you just have the One S or the base Xbox, he he's trying to make sure that you're still going to buy Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be yeah. tempted not to. But I think it's going to look good on the Xbox One X. But on the base Xbox One, it's mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be a bit of a struggle. Uh, any other thoughts before we move on? Um, I mean, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you where it'll look different because because again the xbox one x is meant to have that higher quality right and for a game that is also being made to look higher quality yeah you know automatically it's not gonna look as good on something that's not meant to run something of that yeah, quality exactly how many times can i say quality in a sentence quality so let's move on to our number two gaming news and really exciting news remember when we talked about that whole surprise mechanics and um EA and Epic Games were put on a stand in the UK Parliament, and we said that this is going to be the start of a, of a new era. Well, according to the ESA, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo will start requiring developers to disclose loot box odds. Yay! <laughs> All right, Fun. let's talk about this really quick because our number one gaming news is a big topic. Um, no, it's not that. But uh, several video game industries uh, leaders are announcing new alternatives to help consumers make more informed decisions of their of their choices and into um, making sure that they make the right uh, play style. So this is really good because now when you buy a loot box, right, through games like uh, Overwatch or uh, well, Rainbow Six Siege kind of does this. Uh, what, what Rainbow Six Siege does, every time you do a match, right, it, it shows that you could get this pack, right? But that's like getting a pack after a match, not necessarily opening it. I've never yeah. I've never once bought a loot box, so I'm not sure how it works. I'll be honest with you. I'm not sure how it works, but what they're going to do is before you buy that thing, before you buy that loot box, before you buy that card pack, before any of that, it will say... These are your odds of getting a rare item. These are odds of getting an ultra item, whatever. Mm -hmm. It will start to disclose your odds so that now you have an informed choice instead of just saying like, hey, pretty loot box over here. Come get. So what do you think about this? Um, I think it's a step in the right direction Mm -hmm. Um, because then, you know, oh, what's the likelihood of me getting the thing that I actually want? Right. You know, so I think it's good. I still don't know how it'll help everything because they're because when it comes to the aspect that they're thinking of, they're thinking of kids buying these things. Yeah. And when it comes to that, you think kids aren't really going to think of a certain percentage as good or bad. Right. You know, like if I saw 70 percent of something I wanted, like 70 percent chance, I was like, eh, yeah, I don't know if that's worth it. But a teenager or a kid seeing 70%, they're like, that's almost 100. Yeah. I'll take it. You exactly. You know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I don't think the kids will actually, you know. They might not even notice it. No, they know, won't. They'll just be like, okay, bye. Like we said in our last video, a uh, commentary video, where uh, teenagers don't really think about consequences because they haven't really faced those consequences yet it's not because they're stupid it's it's not that it's at all not how their brain works that hasn't developed yet well not even that they just haven't faced the consequence yet. yeah you know that's what i mean it hasn't developed like those things develop as life happens right now there is no official timeline set when this will be implemented but it states that it will be implemented by the end of 2020 what's coming by the end of 2020 uh, I believe the next gen is going to be transitioning in the 
mm-hmm. holiday 2020. Yeah. So that's a good time to transition because games are getting much bigger, much more mainstream. And that means more parents are going to be buying more consoles. Therefore, you need to disclose those things. Right. Yeah. So that is the timeline is that saying that like it has to be done by the end of 2020. Now, some of the publishers that are included in disclosing these odds, right? Uh, it says it here in the article, which I'll have every article that we we cite uh, down below in the description. So if you want to read these articles, definitely check those out. Uh, but part of these are Activision Blizzard, yikes, uh, Bandai Namco, Bethesda. Hey, buddy. How you doing? Still love you. Uh, Bungie, Electronic Arts, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, Take-Two Interactive, Ubisoft, Ubisoft, uh, Warner Brothers, and Wizards of the Coast will now be relying on disclosing their loot box odds. Uh, Bethesda. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah? Do you think that this will cause these companies to stray away from using loot boxes? No, not in the slightest. Um... I don't think it will just because they'll still sell it, but they're going to find loopholes to the system. They always mm-hmm. do. Uh, just, I mean, with, with the whole gambling thing in um, Belgium, right? Uh, EA found ways to go out under that and they got caught by that. That's why they're in the UK parliament, right? Uh, they're going to see this and they're going to put out a fun way to um, disclose like, hey, you have 70% chance. And then, like you said, they'll, they'll find ways to make sure you still buy it, even mm-hmm. if you only have even if you only have 17% chance. They're yeah. going to find a fun way for you yeah. to incentivize of still buying that. Yeah. So laws will still be in place. However, shady business practices like this will always find loopholes. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, they, they say it all the time with cigarette brands, right? Even though... I, I've never really seen a cigarette commercial like directed towards kids, but it's like, oh, well, cigarettes are bad, but guess what? Fruit flavor. Boom. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. Uh, they're, they're still going to find ways to uh, sell it to kids. They're still going to find fun ways to incentivize you to buy those loot boxes, even if you have to disclose the things. I, I don't think they're going to be scared of this. It's just that now they have to rethink their practices now. So that that's my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, any other thoughts on this before we go to our number one gaming news? No, I think we're good. Yeah. So, number one gaming news. No, it's not that. Uh, we're, we're probably going to stay clear of that topic. Uh, you probably know what I'm talking about. So, just a little bit of, of an insight here. I thought about that. I thought about stating it, but I don't think our audience is big enough. I don't think our repertoire towards that uh, topic Right. And we're, we're talking about violence in video games here. Uh, I, I don't think we have a broad enough stance and enough trust to our audience yet that we can make statements of what we think about that. Plus, we're not trying to be a political uh, mm-hmm. podcast in that way. We do have opinions about it. But they're personal. Right. So it's not going to be that. Uh, if you have any other ways, I, I know Review Tech USA did a video about that. There, there's plenty of other YouTubers that will. Uh, talk about that but for us we're not trying to be any political side here uh so we're just staying clear from that topic so we're gonna go to another political statement here with uh epic states that we, they will protect and support developers after the harassment by ooblets this is actually gonna be political um i thought of that as soon as i said i'm like wait a second adam hold on so let's talk about this okay so last week the uh, developers of Ooblets, right, which is which is a fun, nice little game. I oh, like it's it. So cute. Yeah, they they put out this uh, statement, this blog post, uh, announcing that their Epic exclusivity deal. Right now, I remember they put this out, and I didn't really read it just because one, I'm I'm not a mainstream PC gamer. I am a console peasant. Okay, um, so I didn't really read the post, but then backlash started to come out with this post. I read it, and I see why people thought it was kind of condescending and rude. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's all these statements about, like, listen, if you don't like it, then don't buy it. And there's way more things in this world to be worried about, like uh, global crises and, um, you know, uh, climate change and all that. And and saying that, like, 
uh, you know, this is our game, not your game. We don't owe you anything. And it's kind of attitude. So I, I read it and I kind of, I, I see where they're coming from, the fans. Mm-hmm. However, fans have come out and harassed these yeah. two developers. And that's where Epic comes in and states that they will protect and support developers uh, after all of this. Now, opening thoughts. What do you, what do you think about this whole situation? Um, I do think that they could have written it in a better tone. Mm-hmm. But I also think that people could have taken it in a better way. Yeah. I think everyone's kind of in the wrong here. And in a little way. Not like everyone's wrong. This is terrible. Every, they're, they're on one side. They're on another. It's just in a slight way, you've all taken it kind of bad. Yeah. You're all wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the thing, though. It's just like on on the side of now. Before we get into that, before I get to my opinions about it, I wanted to read uh, part of Epic's statement on the uh, harassment, abuse, and trying to protect their developers. Right. Uh, this is the last paragraph of the statement, which I will also uh, well, I'll link the Kotaku article, and which also links Epic's statement. So the last paragraph of this states. Epic is working together with many game developers and other partners to build what we believe, what we believe, once again, Epic, what we believe, will be a healthier and more competitive multi-store world for the future. We remain fully committed and we will be uh, steadfast. We will steadfastly support our partners throughout these challenges, right? So they say that they're going to protect their uh, studios. They're going to make sure that it's a healthy market. And they say, again, what we believe will be a healthier and more competitive mm-hmm. multi-store. Um, not going into what, what I think about this. So, again, I'm trying not to be political here. Uh, we, we had a conversation with Mr. Matty Plays. Uh, link right here, um, if I remember. But... We had oh thank you dear you're writing down the thing so uh, we had a, we had a conversation about being apolitical and what that actually means we're really not on any political side we're kind of looking from the outside in here right we're we're really looking from the outside in and for us to look from the outside in it, it's kind of like from this political climate we've lost this area of discussion conversation getting getting to know each other in a rational sort of way. So uh, I think that the Ublitz de- developers, whenever he got this backlash, they were they were kind of condescending in a way. It's like, well, we don't owe you anything. Um, you're a bunch of toxic baby gamers. They, they would use language like that, toxic baby gamers. And on the same end in front, people who were in the Discord trying to like backlash these two developers, they used some really messed up statements like really they were acting like toxic baby gamers yeah they (laughs) they were being incredibly anti-semitic they were being homophobic like it was like really toxic Mm -hmm. words and i was like yikes like so what ubles developers were saying is like you're a bunch of toxic uh babies you you don't even know who you are the other end oh you're just sjw's and a lot of words i'm not going to repeat on this podcast ever and then it comes to this uh, this fake statement where Ben Wasser, uh, one of the creators of it, who is also Jewish, uh, he had this fake statement saying that, like, I wish I could say that gamers belong in gas chambers. Yeah. That is so messed up. And Ben Wasser said, as a Jewish person, I can't believe someone would actually fake this. Yeah. Why would you say that a Jewish developer would say that you belong in gas chambers. What is wrong with you, by yeah. the way? Like, goodness gracious. Um, again, I'm not trying to be political here, but I'm really not. This isn't anything to do with politics. This is this is having to do with being a good, decent human being. Yeah. Like, what is it with this political climate that people decide that they can just name call and just harass people and not... Um, anim- Ooh, wow, there goes my argument. I can't even say... Uh, anonymously there you go boom so uh, like what's wrong with everybody just to say like name calling and hateful speech and again nothing to do with politics it has everything to do with being a good conversational human being and building relationships through guess what conversations so i think out of all this one on the one side of the ublitz devs these are your customers these are your potential Mm -hmm. customers we can't just go out to our podcast, like our, our our listeners, our viewers, right? 
and to say that like well we don't owe you anything just watch us subscribe that's kind of harsh yeah. right so that's that's one side but on the other side the discord servers they don't owe you anything also <laughs> you're kind of proving their point they're kind of proving their point here and epic is just trying to make sure that Every developer is protected, supported, that this these kind of statements aren't said just because you sign an Epic exclusivity deal that protects the studio, by the way. The, the Epic exclusivity deal makes sure is that if they don't break even on their sales, they're not going to shut down their studio because Epic will continue to fund it up until they break even and then all the profits will be to them. So Epic is to, uh, making sure that studio stays in place, that their lights mm -hmm. are on. It's just such a bad situation. And uh, I talked to a, a developer. I won't say who because I don't want his or her or it. I don't, um, anyway. I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I tried to give it away, but I probably already did. But anyways. Um, but yeah, I, I talked to the developer and they, they, they said to me that like, listen, at least it's uh, some kind of pub pub publicity, right? Saying that the, the game industry is focusing on ooblets. And I actually said, like, you know what? That's true. Because out of all this, I want to buy Ooblets just yeah. to support this studio here. Because I, I was kind of on the fence about Ooblets. Like, eh, it's, it's, it's yeah. okay. And now all, after all this, I was like, I'm going to buy Ooblets just to support these people. Yeah. So closing thoughts on this? Um, Pretty much same stance. Everyone is a little wrong. Yeah. The people in Discord were kind of proving their point. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like um, there were statements I didn't show you, Liz. Yeah. Like there was some oh man. Like But that's what I mean. Like they were calling you toxic people and guess what? You yeah. proved their point by acting toxic. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm kinda on your side where it's like, um, now I kinda wanna buy it. Yeah. One, because it looks adorable. Mm -hmm. And two, because I feel bad. Yeah. And and that's the thing. It's just like with the Ooblets devs, I understand they became defensive mm -hmm. because when people attack you like out of it's hard to not take it personal so i understand where they're coming from in the article like they were just like can you just let us do our job yeah you know so i but the but when you're a professional you shouldn't write or do things yeah. when you're from a personal standpoint you know but at the same time when you're in the middle of an attack hate mob on the mm -hmm. internet oh, I, yeah. I understand how it's, you can get super yeah. defensive like that yeah definitely so why don't we all just you know, why I'm, can't we all just get along? Honestly, <laughs> why why can't we all just understand people's situations and just move on with our lives? If you don't buy it on Epic, it's gonna come out on Xbox. Hey, Xbox, how you doing? Okay. I know you don't like Xbox, but hey, time to come over. Moving Xbox One on. X. Nobody likes Xbox. I'm the only one. Even Liz watches PlayStation. So. Yep. All right. Enough about that. Um, what are your thoughts, by the way? Uh, comment down below. What do you think about the Ooblets devs situation? Definitely comment down below. Uh, like I said, I try to be not a fence sitter, but just come on someone looking from the outside in and just saying like, man, alive, what is wrong with you? Um, but yeah, so form your own opinions. We'll have all the articles linked down below. Uh, give us your opinions. So that being said, Let's move on to a happier subject. Let's move on to our last topic. Talkie time. Our talkie time segment is something that we do every single week. And we just try to take a topic from the gaming industry and just talk a little bit. Have a coffee uh, tables kind of simulation here and just uh, talk about the gaming industry in a nice, pleasant sort of way. Uh, our dog looks so adorable. Oh, no. He's so cute. Come on, zoom in. Sorry, Post guys. This is this is this is important. This, this is like is Pokemon so Snap. Pokemon Snap. No, Pupper Snap. Pupper Snap. Pupper Snap. I got him. Click. You move on to the next level. Yeah. Post it on Instagram. I don't have our Instagram. Oh. You haven't given it to me yet. Rats bananas. So, um, <laughs> with that sort of, we we got kind of heavy in that last segment. So we promise. Let let's move on to um a a, a less angry sort of talk let's talk about the case for long games now if you've been listening to it for a while uh i believe it was episode 
32 that we talked about. This is a while ago. Yeah, the case. We meant to do this a lot sooner. Yeah, the case for short games we did before, but now we don't want to do the case for long games, right? Because they can be good too. Right. So let's first define what a long game is. I look back at my notes for the last episode, and we defined short games to be 2 to 25 hours. 25 hours being like the cutoff. Like 20 hours is, you know, you should be cut off in 25 hours. Like, okay, you're pushing it here. <laughs> now, I'm defining long games to be 30 to 80 hours. Does that, does that seem fair? Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think so. Yeah, I think a 30-hour game is kind of like the shorter end of a longer game, right? Mm-hmm. Same thing with 25 hours. If I were to say to you, oh, 25 hours, that's a long game. Because I think Spider-Man was 25 hours. And to me, I was like, whew, that's that's kind of a long one, but mm-hmm. it's kind of manageable. Yeah. So 25, 30 hours is kind of your shorter, longer game. And then 80 plus hours, like 80 plus we're talking about. Um, so I think that's, that's what we're talking about with longer games. And with long games, these can be an investment to satisfy, right? An investment to satisfy. Because whenever you look at games on uh, howlongtobeat.com, before I buy or download any game from Game Pass, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, okay, how long will it take me to beat this? And I see like 50 hours, like, nope, moving on. <laughs> um, but yeah, let's, let's just uh, conversate about this. Now that we have the definition, 30 to 80 hours is our long yeah. games. 30 being like the shorter end, right? Now... Longer games can fatigue you a lot quicker. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, I'm going to be talking a lot about Red Dead Redemption 2 because... Oh, that's a <laughs> long game. That's a long game, friendo. Uh, so it can fatigue you quicker uh, if the story isn't worth seeing. And I believe that in longer games, right, the narrative is much more relied on. Now, when I say the narrative, we're talking about longer story games. We're not talking about grindy games. We're not talking yeah. about... Um, Destiny 2 is kind of a grindy game, but it does have a story to it. So we're not really talking about games like Destiny 2 or um, or Minecraft or anything like that. Like something that you can clearly play on to an endless Right, yeah. Not like, like grindy Sims. games or Sims, right? Uh, we're talking about uh, narrative-driven longer games, right? Mm-hmm. But the narrative is much more relied on on longer games yeah. more than anything else because if you're going to go forward in a narrative, the narrative has to drag you back mm-hmm. in, right? Uh, so what's the longest game you've ever played? Can you remember? Um, I should have asked you this before. I mean, I don't play that long of games. Mm-hmm. I don't think I finished a game yet. No, you, no I, I finished. Heavy Rain, I think, is your longest game. Probably. Yeah. Um, other than that, I think Beyond Two Souls I haven't finished yet, but that's mm-hmm. that was one of my longer ones. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't play extremely long games. Right. And, and I think that's because it becomes daunting on you. You kind of want to move on to another game. Yeah. And it kind of fatigues you after a while. It's like, am I done yeah, yet? Yeah, am and I, I don't play them enough. Right. For it to for me to be for it to be worth it to play an eighty hour game, it would take me like two years yeah. to finish if I played a game that long. Mm-hmm. Whereas know? for me, it's just like I just slump over for a couple weeks. <laughs> yeah. Well, Red Dead Redemption Two when that first came out, it took me sixty hours to beat the story. Yeah. And it took me a month yeah, to beat it. About a month. Yeah. It took and me that was with a week vacation. Yeah, that was you with know, like a week. Ve- you played it all week on vacation. Yeah. Exactly. He didn't um, ignore me, I promise. Not, no. Not yeah. like that. Like, yeah. just played it mm-hmm. once a day. And that's the thing. Like, uh, I, I think they can fatigue you just because you're just thinking, like, is the ending going to be worthwhile here? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, how much more longer do I have? Yeah. You know, it's just. Is the story keeping me interested? Right. Yeah. And, and that's the thing with uh, just recently, I beat God of War. Right. And, and God of War, I think, pushed, oops, uh, it, it pushed a narrative kind of forward here. Mm-hmm. Right. You want to know more about the boy. You want to know uh, more about Kratos. Am yeah. I going to get the Blades of Chaos or not? Where is it? I don't know. I have this little axe here. But it kind of pushes forward to see like where the character's uh, narrative's going to go. Yeah. Whereas, and I think I'm going to be comparing. Red Dead Redemption 2 a lot. I'm sorry for that because it's just been on my mind and lately. it's really long. It's, yeah. I remember the last chapter of Red Dead Redemption 2 and I remember uh, playing it the first time and I'm like, is it over yet? Are we, are we almost there yet? And then you get to the epilogue chapters and there's two 
There's two epilogues. Yeah, that was a long epilogue. And I was like, is it over yet? Uh, but I can say that in that week that we were away, yeah. we stay with we stay with your mom when we go away. Right. Um. It, your mom was very interested in the story. Yeah, it's she so was good. She there watching you play and asking you questions. And by the end, she was interested in knowing the ending. So, yeah. you know, it's, it, it, it's, it's an interesting storyline, but there are times where it's like, all right. Mm-hmm. We're getting too long. It's like the movies yeah. where it's like, all right, this was a good movie. Are mm-hmm. we done? Exactly. I, I, I think the, the narrative needs to be, if you want to make a long game, the narrative has to call for a long game, you know, to, mm-hmm. to flesh things yeah. out. Which brings me to my next point, right? Uh, long games allow you to live and immerse in the world, to flesh out a mm-hmm. world, right? Yeah. And it, and it allows you to be more connected with the environment. Yeah. Definitely. And, and that's where your memories more come in, right? Yeah, it definitely gives you more time to explore mm-hmm. and know your surroundings. Yeah, speaking of exploring, right now you're playing Detroit Become Human and you're exploring a lot. What what goes through your mind when you're trying to explore this game? Um it's really dark. Yeah. Like it's real like it's dark there. Yeah. Um but I mean, not a lot comes to my mind when I'm playing the game. I'm just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. Well, um, you you want to know what things are cooking. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm interested in the futuristic stuff. So when I see that stuff, I, I yeah, I think it's cool. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I just explore and look around. I'm like, wouldn't that be cool if it looked like this? Yeah. Now you haven't played any Fallout's or Skyrim. No. Or Elder Scrolls. Watched you. Yeah. Now, d- does it seem kind of like daunting to you that you have to explore? There, there really is no um, kind of directing like you have to go this way. You can just go wherever you want. Mm-hmm. And it's just uh, very eclectic. Uh, now, the Outer Wilds is way more Outer Wilds, not the Outer Worlds. The Outer Wilds um, is very eclectic in a way of just like, all right, bye. Yeah, that seems pretty daunting to me. I mean, even starting The Last of Us, mm-hmm. that got me in trouble that has a direct path but you have options of what yeah to grab and what to use and with the craft that, yeah that got me in trouble yeah that was why it took me like six months to get back into it because i was so mad that i picked the wrong weapon and used it at the wrong time have you beat last of us yet no we haven't gone back to it <laughs> yeah oh i need your help because when i can't when i can't kill someone yeah he does it for me so wow. we need to be sitting there at the same time. Dag. Also, I forget all the controls now. So mm-hmm. that'll be fun to get back into. And I need to finish it before the second one comes out. But yeah, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I like how longer games put you in a world for a lot longer. And you get to uh, you get to form kind of like a, a memory map in your head mm-hmm. because you are just immersed in these worlds for yeah. so long that you're, you are now a part of this world. Whereas a shorter game... Yeah, the worlds can be very immersive for sure, and, and it can look gorgeous. Um, but at the same time, you're you're in it for such a short time mm-hmm. until you replay it again, right? That you know it doesn't really leave an impact on you. And me personally, not in a way where longer games do, right? Uh, it, it just seems to me that anytime you talk about like uh, what gaming worlds come to mind that really bring back the most memories, it's from longer video games, mm-hmm. right? Uh, a lot of people bring up uh, like from Ocarina of Time and uh, a lot of Zelda games like Breath of the Wild. Like people are going to be remembering that world for a while. And it is kind of like the, it allows you to flesh out the world much more easily because you're in it. Mm-hmm. Right. And and even when I beat Red Dead Redemption 2, again, it's going to be my mind. I'm so sorry. But when I beat Red Dead Redemption 2, it's in the same world as the first Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. And uh, w- you go to this place, and if you go further enough, you will actually encounter the town of Armadillo, right? And I was like, no way. Is that the same Armadillo? And I actually went to it, right? I went to Armadillo, and I just explored the town of Armadillo. And I'm like, oh, man, I remember here. There's a saloon. And, yeah. oh, that's where this uh, main mission comes in. And that's where this side quest is with a bear. Go growl. And... Because I spent so much time with the first Red Dead Redemption, as soon as I saw it in Red Dead Redemption 2, yeah. memories just started flooding back because yeah. I spent so much time in that world. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. But now, uh, are there any worlds that you remember as a kid? As a kid? Yeah. We were a Nintendo house. Yeah, but there's a lot of uh, good worlds in there. Um, yeah, I guess you no. didn't really play like World Immersive. It was mostly Sims and... 
Super yeah, Monkey Ball. No, I did not play that with my yeah. sisters. Thank you very much. Yeah. Don't ask me why. I just really hate Super Monkey Ball, but my sisters loved it and it killed me. Right. Um, but yeah, there weren't very immersive worlds that we played. We played those quick, like, you know, little games. Yeah. Very Nintendo-esque yeah. games and quick, Sims. Uh, family-friendly Nintendo titles. Yeah. You know. Um, and Sims. That's and all, Sims. That's really all we played. Yeah. So, uh, no, not from when I was younger. Yeah. Now, I wrote down some games that kind of bring back a lot of memories, and it seems like the classic video games are much longer games. I, uh, it's the greatest story I ever played just did an episode on Pokemon Red and Blue, mm-hmm. and in my mind, those are kind of longer games, kind of, you know. You still have to invest into it. Like, I just beat uh, Pokemon Crystal again, and that took 25, 30 hours, something like that, because, you know, I get distracted and I wanted to train my Pokemon a lot. But I wrote down some things. The first game, oh, surprise, surprise, Red Dead Redemption 2. I'm sorry. It's, I love that game so much. And the first Red Dead, Red Dead, Red, Red Dead, Red Redemption, Dead Redemption, uh, Final Fantasy X and Seven, uh, Knights of the Old Republic, Witcher Three, all the Witchers, right? Elder Scrolls, Fallout, Zelda: Breath of the Wild, Dragon Age Origins. Dragon Age Origins is so long; it's such a long game, but it's so good. Um, Dragon Age Two. Uh, we're gonna pretend that doesn't exist. Um, I still remember playing Dragon Age Two, and I returned it. Like, I oh, just, geez. I was just like, no, no, thank you. I don't want this anymore. Um, but the first Dragon Age, uh, Dragon Age Origins is just such a long game. I think it's about 50 to 60 hours, depending. But it's such a massive world with a lot of lore in it. And it just immerses you in that lore. And you just want to know more and more of the lore. More lore, please. And that's a game that really brings me back. And as well as Kingdom Hearts. Kingdom Hearts is... See, I I was struggling with this because Kingdom Hearts is, it's a long game, but it's on like the shorter end of long games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's definitely beatable. I think it's about 30 hours. So it's on the shorter end of long games, yeah. but it's still a, a game that brings back a lot of memories for a lot of people uh, on the first island and you get to really immerse yourself in it. Uh, and Kingdom Hearts is another one that's, it's a classic. Knights of the Republic, a classic. Again, another shorter end of the longer games, but still. Dragon Age Origins, right? Uh, any Zelda game. Any Zelda game, except for Skyward Sword. Uh, but Red Dead Redemption, right? These are all classic games. Final Fantasy VII. These are all classic games, but they're classic because they're longer. And because they're longer, it really sticks in your memories here. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't want you saying that, like, video games can't be classic if they're short. I'm not trying to say that, right? I'm not trying to say that. Um, if, if a game is too short, it will never be a classic. Yeah. But it just seems to me that the games that always come back in your memories, right, are the longer games. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But then you have uh, games on the Genesis that weren't so long. Like, like you got Sonic, right? Uh, that wasn't a long game. No, uh, because with, well, with Genesis, there wasn't a lot of... Uh, I don't think you could save on the Genesis. I'm trying to remember if you can. I haven't played my Genesis in a I while. Don't remember yeah but that's the thing you couldn't save games so they had to be short they had to be playable in an afternoon right because you couldn't save it right so no no you can't save on the genesis i'm probably gonna be uh i'm probably gonna be demolished in the comments i know but i'm pretty sure you can't save on the genesis but i know i'm gonna be demolished right in comments below how stupid am i i really don't remember yeah but uh, yeah, and that's the thing. It's just like the the classic games are your longer games because mm-hmm. you're a lot more immersed with it, right? You're a lot more immersed with it. And now games are getting bigger and bigger and bigger that to find a shorter game now, it's terrifying. Uh, that's why when The Outer Worlds is releasing, they said it's going to be between 14 and 40 hours. Between 14 and 40, that's- depending on your choices. Oh, depending on your choices. I was depending like, how is that a range? No, depending on your choices. So you can either be there super quick, right, uh, and replay it again, or you can really be invested in it. Okay. The, the choice is really yours, right? Now, talking again about um about those kind of games, right? Now, Assassin's Creed did this kind of thing where Assassin's Creed games were pretty beatable within a day. Uh, you could totally be Assassin's Creed 2 in a day if you really wanted to. But now you got Assassin's Creed Origins and Odyssey. Odyssey is garbage. Uh, and 
you know, it's a lot harder to beat those games because they have all these DLCs and all these side quests and, mm-hmm. you, and you you have to immerse yourself in that world. In fact, I believe Odyssey was the one that said that you they want the, the gamers to be uh, immersed in a world for months and months to come for like six months. I don't want to be immersed in a world for months. Yeah. And that's the thing. Um, I want to move on. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing. So I, I I wasn't a big fan of Odyssey. I was not. I'm sorry. That that's a that's a topic for another day. Uh, Origins is way better. Fight me at Ace the Grocer. But <laughs> now I want to move on to my last two points here. Right? When you only have the budget to buy a few games per year, you know, like maybe one to five games per year. Mm-hmm. That's your budget, right? You probably want those games that you can just dive into for a long while right uh we talked about the shorter games where you don't have a lot of time in your life you got a lot of money because you know you got a job but you don't have time anymore right shorter games are the way to go to get you know a lot more gaming time in but for longer games you know if you don't have the money and you want a game that you can really get yourself immersed with longer games are your way to go Mm -hmm. right because you really want to get invested in your games right uh, I highly recommend. Uh, there's this one game I really like. Uh, I believe it begins with an R. Oh my goodness! Red Dead Redemption Two. That's it. Genius. But that's the thing. You you really want to get yourself immersed in a game. Like let's say you buy a console. Well, first of all, buy an Xbox, get Game Pass. But you buy this console, and you're just like, I really want a game that I can just immerse myself in. And that's where longer games come in. Because you can dive in for a good long while, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes between 30 and 80 hours, some might say. But uh, what what longer games are you interested in playing? Um, I would like to... Now, these are ambitious because I'm not good at games yet. Right there, Redemption 2? No. Oh. Um, Assassin's Creed, I would really like to play. Yeah. Um, I would still like to play God of War. Yay. Um... I know there's more. Mm-hmm. Can't remember. Spider-Man? No. What? Spider-Man's all them. I don't need to play it, though. Those are those are the top two Yeah. right now. Um, I'm really interested in Assassin's Creed because mm-hmm. I love history stuff. I think it's cool. And plus, I that's my favorite franchise of all time. Yeah, so I've already seen most of it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would like to play it for myself because it's interesting. Yeah. Um, so that's like the big one. Yeah, exactly. Um, I really want to replay all the Assassin's Creed on the channel. But here's the other thing. Talking about longer games, we only have time to give you one episode each of us per week of a Let's Play. Yeah. And so I was like thinking about that. I was telling I was telling Liz about this, that if I decide to play a longer game, like I, I really do want to play all the Assassin's Creed franchise for the channel, but then the channel will start to turn into an Assassin's Creed channel because yeah. that's... All I'll be playing. Yeah. And it'll be m- months. Yeah. Years. Cause well, I mean, for even just one game. Yeah. That's the thing. We only have time to give you one Let's Play episode per week. Uh, if In you, the future. You yeah, know, totally. We can do a game a day, but. Yeah. Or yeah. an episode a day. I mean, not a game a day, yeah. but an episode a day. If you would like me to play all these Assassin's Creed, write in comments below, uh, tweet at me. That's all you want to watch for the next two years <laughs> yeah i to- i will totally <laughs> play it because i love assassin's creed yeah love it except for assassin's creed origins he'll make i mean the no sacrifice. odyssey Woo, no um, He'll make the sacrifice i will make the sacrifice but that's the thing is that like uh long games can really immerse you in the world it can really invest you it can really leave a long lasting memory in your membranes right it's a, it's a good experience to play a good solid long game like Red Dead Redemption 2 um, but that's the thing I want to go back to the point that long games can fatigue you they can it, it is possible the last episode the case for short games right they can leave you dissatisfied that that is the flaw that a short yeah. game you put your time in and it's just like oh is, is that it or oh that no oh, that, that wasn't a lot you, yeah. you kind of leave yourself kind of like oh okay cool and then long games can be like, is it over yet? Yeah. So, um, I like the right in the middle ones. Yeah, kind of like the, you know, twenty to thirty-five hours. Yeah, you know, 
and they can almost seem unbeatable. Like with you, whenever you play a longer game like um, Beyond Two Souls, which is kind of a longer game, sort of. Yeah. Um, or or like Last of Us or Assassin's Creed, all the Assassin's Creed, mm-hmm. it can almost seem unbeatable to you, mm-hmm. right? But once you finally beat it, it's just it, it's so satisfying that you want to go right back into the world again. Yeah. Because you are so connected in that world that you just want to go right back in, you know. Another big game world that I, I want to get, jump back into, and I didn't, uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. Mm-hmm. I still haven't beaten it because I got so caught up because uh, I was I was playing God of War for the Greatest Story Ever Played podcast. I, um, I was playing Gardens Between, which is very, very short, um, but I played it two or three times for the next podcast I'm going to be on. Uh, and then That's there so was... so popular. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. It's just like, I want to go back and beat these games, but there's so many long games out there that I'm just like, you have to decide which ones you're going to invest your time in. Um, but that's the thing. Once you finally beat it, it will leave you with memories for sure. Mm-hmm. Right. It will leave you with really lasting memories. Right. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. And that's the thing. I, I like my longer games. I, I, I enjoy them. It's just that, do I have the time for them anymore? Yeah. Right. Because uh, that was my point in the case for short games is that I don't have time anymore. In fact, uh, the guests that we're going to have on next week, uh, we're actually the top. Actually, actually haven't told you yet. Yeah. Um, it's actually going to be we don't have time to game anymore. Right. It's just that as adults I with. Like that. Yeah. With adult responsibilities, we just don't have time to to play video games as much as we did as we were kids. And I wish I had so much more time. Even if we go full time with this YouTube thing and podcasting, right? If we go full time, unfortunately, as a gaming channel, we won't have enough time, you know. Yeah. Other than Let's Plays. Let's Plays and all that. But that's still work on the channel, right? There's no yeah. leisure time there, right? Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. I love long video games, very long video games, because it just leaves you immersed and you want to go more and more into it, right? But unfortunately we don't have time for it right um but yeah any other closing thoughts about uh longer video games that are come to your mind as you adjust your headphones yeah mm-hmm. um not really just because i actually don't play a lot of long games yeah um i just really got into playing games Mm-hmm. So I'm still working my way up to it. Yeah. Um, but I'm excited too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's the f- next long game you're gonna try to play after you uh, beat Detroit Become Human? Do you have anything that comes to mind? Um, I I still want to finish Beyond Two Souls and mm-hmm. The Last of Us. Once I finish those, I want to start Assassin's Creed, but Yay. we only have it on the Xbox, and I want to play it on the PlayStation. No. Can we just rebuy all of them? No. Dag. Well, no, no, no. Okay. So uh, let me just defend why I play PlayStation over over Xbox. The controller is smaller. I am tiny. I have tiny hands. I have big hands. Look, see? I have tiny hands. Yeah. So I like the smaller controller, whereas you have the Duke, which which fits your big bare hands. (laughs) So that's why. Mm Mm-hmm. Moving on. Moving on. (laughs) But... um. I think this is a good way to end our discussion here, right? Uh, Sorry if we have any low energy, because like I said, uh, I had an all-nighter. We haven't caught up on our sleep yet. Yeah, had an all-nighter, and then VBS week, and then preparing for uh, Long Island Retro. My mind is kind of fried right now, so... um, You should ask Adam the weird things I've said this week. My mind has been fried all week. Yeah, so this past week... uh, I, I was driving to, to VBS and I get a text from you saying, <laughs> I get a text from you saying, uh, like, oh, uh, do you want me to, do you, do you want me to edit your final episode of uh, Gardens, Gardens Between. Between? And I was just so confused. I'm like, wait, what did I just schedule to upload? Like, what, what was that? And I, and I freaked out. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she, and she were like, you know, like, so I can edit it so you can upload. I'm like, it's, it's already scheduled on YouTube. What did I just upload? And so she's confused. I'm confused. I'm like, what are we doing he here? He was like, you already edited it. I was like, oh, because he texted me at work. He's like, oh, finished Gardens Between. Yeah, and for the third time. He, yeah. he 
finished a whole playthrough off camera. Yeah. But when he texted me that at work, I was like, oh, I got to edit that. Okay. But it was like my second night yeah. that I didn't have to edit anything that night for yeah. the first time in a couple weeks. So I was like, oh, I'm like, so I took him, I'm like, oh, do I have to, can I just do it tomorrow night? He's like, you already did it. Yeah. I was like, and I sat there. I sat there. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. never mind. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> So I think we'll just end it there. So um, I think this has been a pretty good episode. Yeah. Hopefully. But I promised you, if you made it to the end of the episode, I would tell you who our next guests are. Our next guests come from another podcast within the GameCast squad. It is the Overachievers Gaming Podcast. Hello. Uh, it's with Charlie and Dom. If you haven't heard them yet, again, uh, Overachievers Gaming Podcast. You can find them on Radio Public, uh, which is a great site to support podcasters on. Uh, it's like iTunes, except you know they like podcasters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they're they're on there. Uh, they're really fun personalities. Um, you know, one's in Connecticut, and he actually works in the film industry. And then Dom, or yeah, Charlie works in the film industry. Uh, really awesome dude. And Dom, uh, Dami Pastrami. Uh, he is into martial arts and they got a really good guests uh, on their show. So we decided to bring them on the show to talk about uh, No Time to Game because, again, they're very busy people and they're Twitch streamers and they haven't had time to stream because their lives are just so busy. So we're going to spend some time next week uh, just talking about that with the Overachievers Gaming Podcast. Uh, definitely give them a listen, check them out, and we'll have them on next week. So, um, yeah, nothing else to say. So. Once, once again, uh, <laughs> once again, we want to just remind you of our social media pages. Oh, no. This is what you get for drinking a monster on the show. Yikes. Um, once again, let's talk about social media. You can find us on Twitter at Gaming Groceries. That's our official Twitter handle of the podcast. And you can follow us individually. I'm, asked, I'm at Ace the Grocer. <laughs> I'm at Ace the Grocer. And I'm at Journey First. So you can follow us individually and be friends with us there. And make sure we don't slip up and say something <laughs> stupid. You can follow us on Instagram, Games of Groceries, all one word. And you can check out gaming memes there and updates about the podcast, as well as pictures of our dog. Uh, we will definitely post that on the Instagram. Yeah, I'm going to get it after this episode. Yeah. Uh, and so then you can check out our website, gamesgroceries.com, where you can listen to all the episodes as well as find out where you can listen to us on the audio version of the podcast on the website, as well as if you're watching us on YouTube, if you enjoyed this content, definitely uh, subscribe and hit the notification bell so that you know when all of our podcasts come out. We also do Let's Plays and discussion videos. So if you enjoy that kind of stuff, definitely uh, click that subscribe button, as well as uh, give us a like and a, and a share if you enjoyed it, if you think a friend would like it. Uh, and comment down below what are your thoughts about everything. So, with that all said and done, I will see you in the next episode. Catch you later. Bye.